Hey there guys and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Crossbar Podcast. I'm your host Josh, once again joined by Benno. How are you mate? I'm not too bad mate, public holiday down here tomorrow, so day off. Bloody <laughs> oath mate, how good is it? Hope everyone else in Newcastle enjoys their day at work. Um, it's about time we got a holiday, we've done nothing in six months, so just have a holiday. <laughs> and Can't another go. one in two weeks. And another one in two weeks for the horses, absolutely. Need a day off to watch the horses go around. Why not? Uh, I've got an RPO that Monday, so... Oh, half your luck, mate. Half your luck. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to everyone in the chat. Say good day. If you've got any questions for the girls, that'd be great. Um, other than that, we'll introduce them now. Obviously, the uh, W League Player of the Year, Claire Quayle. How are we? Hello. Very good. Very good. Don't mind. If Just let us know if the audio drops in and out. Chat. Um, the Newcastle internet, we understand that it's a little bit slower than what, what it is down here, so we'll see how we go. Um, and obviously, the uh, most improved, obviously, uh, W League player of the year as well, we are joined by Tessa Tamplin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. I wish I was as bubbly as you, you are right now. <laughs> yeah. It, it must be because we're old, Ben. <laughs> we're just... Yes, we've established this. We were just discussing, bloody, um, how, how old we are. We're not going there, but we're, we're old compared to these ladies right here. <laughs> so, obviously, girls, we're going to talk a little bit about you know, the career, um, what we can hopefully expect from you guys in the season coming up. Um, now that we've finally got a date, December 27, um, I believe you girls will be starting training, according to Ash, the new W League appointed coach, um, as of mid next month. So, um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that, a little bit, as I said, about your career, where you grew up, where it all began, and obviously a little bit about the women's game in general. So, guys in the chat, if you've got any questions, feel free, whack them through to us. What have we got here? Mary's put in here. Hi, Claire and Tess and lads. How are you, Mary? <laughs> um, League Sports Gaming, what's AFL? Exactly. The only um, time of the year where we actually care about it because we get a public holiday for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your audio wasn't too good, Claire. There you go. We'll, we'll get there. Um, Can we get an exclamation mark in the chat for Ben's dinner where we guess what Ben is having or had for dinner? Absolutely. Um, Lockie Ma, welcome, buddy. Big shout-out to Gabrielle Ma, optometrist at Jasmine, our major sponsors. For all your eye care needs, be sure to go down and see those guys at Jasmine. <laughs> Mention the Crossbar Capers podcast and they'll look after you. No doubt about it. So, we may as well start with the player of the year, W League player of the year. Um, I guess it all started way back in Nam. <laughs> I won't put a date on it, but <laughs> but um, Port Macquarie was where you were born. Uh, beautiful part of obviously the northern northern New South Wales. So, what was it like growing up on the beaches? Was there much much soccer at that age? Was it any thought at a younger age? Um, it was pretty much town. It's a good tourist town to go back to now. But uh, I started out actually in gymnastics and tennis. And my parents um, took all into a caravan when I was about seven years old. And we um, travelled around Australia. So any sport that we were playing at that time sort of stopped. And then when we got back to Port Macquarie, um, my older brother started playing soccer and 
arch and cricket and so whatever he did I did and then my younger brother did as well so um yeah it was just a pretty competitive family being in the middle of two brothers so there's never the main sport being soccer it was just try and be the best at whatever sport was on that weekend or that weeknight yeah absolutely um Again, as I said, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to grow up. And obviously at that age, getting a chance to travel around Australia, why not? Um, I'd love to, yeah, 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 exactly right. I wouldn't mind traveling around Australia. I'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to go more than 25 kilometers from my home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the beach is 28 kilometers out of, two kilometers out of the zone. So can't even go for a surf. That's how bad it is. Um, but yeah, obviously... We, we, we change we go from Port Macquarie growing up obviously around the beaches and everything else to Tess obviously growing around the beaches and every, all the so forth local girl here in Newcastle um, let's be honest you've you've pretty much been with the Jets Academy and then obviously now the Newcastle Jets since you were a kid um, so it's pretty much all you've known so soccer or football I should say sorry at the um, early age was definitely a thing who got you into football who was the main influence? My, I have three brothers and two of them are older and they played. And so pretty much from the moment I could walk, I had two older brothers pushing me around and like, I was just the toy in a way. <laughs> and um, yes, yeah, so I got into it super young and initially played with um, Redhead Dudley, just with a boys team. Uh-huh. I had the most amazing coach who was like the biggest fan. He was like, I have a girl in my team. <laughs> let, let, let's not be shy here. Let's not be shy. It was probably Taylor Reed. <laughs> no, his name was Jimmy Kresner. Um, Jimmy Kresner. And, yeah, and I played with those boys for a, a, a kind of a while until playing with boys was kind of not a thing anymore and I had to get into like a full girls team. And then yeah. I went to Macquarie and I was only there for like two years and then got scouted in Jets and have been there ever since. Since I was like, oh my gosh, 10 maybe. Between 10 and 12, I've been there. The age of 10 and 12, so. <laughs> a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's safe to say, obviously, um, doing a bit of, obviously, research and having a look through some stuff. Obviously, your brothers were a bit of a fan, obviously, when you definitely started out. They were pretty, pretty keen to see, obviously, get into the Jets Academy and, obviously, make your debut and everything yeah. else. So, obviously, it's safe to say that you know, they, they, they definitely definitely support you and, obviously, um, are very, very happy with the career so far and, hopefully... Matildas and so forth to come. Yeah, hundred percent. My oldest brother Liam, he's my biggest fan. <laughs> I don't ever catch a break with him. He's like, "What's the next step test? Where are you going now?" We're <laughs> <laughs> staying at the Jets. Yeah, I was going to say, "What do you mean? Where are you going?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to build the club around Tess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, you get longer than most of the senior team. <laughs> you just picture the brothers just coming out with all the with the notepad long. It, you, you mate, you missed three tackles. Should have yes. got that one. Four goals. Missed that one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what, what what were their thoughts of the screamer you scored? Obviously for goal of the year. Oh, I got so much crap about not celebrating. They were like, "Tess, you didn't even celebrate." And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> she didn't even know she scored till she turned back around. I know. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, everyone in Australia knew before she did. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
know, they were the biggest sharers of the post. They thought it was an absolute crack up. So. <laughs> um, ben, I think we've got a question there from Mary for the girls. Uh, which one? The get out of the goalpost, Claire? Your connection is poor. <laughs> yep. Yep. What happens when you are stuck in a house alone and no internet? I'm in my hot, hot spot now. Oh, wow. Wow. All right, question for the girls. Uh, what are you expecting for a better season with Ash at the reins, and who do you think will be the assistant coach? Go with you first, Claire. Um, I'm not sure that we can comment or announce about assistant coach yet. Um, so there's, 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 there's someone, think... someone in the, someone in the pipe, someone. Yeah. 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 yeah there he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll leave that up to the club. To Very good. No, announce, yeah, absolutely. But, um, I think like Ash is a great organizer and I think that comes from her being a teacher as well. She's a good communicator and you very much know what's happening and, um, you know, if things aren't on the pitch, what she wants, she'll tell you, but also she allows that sort of creative freedom for the players as well and that comes from the back all the way to the front, like play what you see or if you want to back yourself on something, she has no problems with you doing that too. So, um I think, yeah, I've worked with Ash well, since I was a field player when I was 14 years old. She took me to nationals. So um, I've had a good relationship with her over the years and seen her progress as much as I've progressed through. So, um, yeah, she definitely deserves the position and it'll be a big task, but I'm confident and happy to support her in it as well. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll take on that question a little bit, obviously, for you, Tess. We'll just add to that, obviously. What are your thoughts? What are, what are you expecting out of next season? What do you hope to get out of next season that you maybe didn't um, this season? Um, well, I 100% agree with everything Claire just said. Um, but I'm hoping this season we get a couple more wins in us, um, especially with some of the stronger teams losing a lot of their more elite players I guess you could say because they're overseas or what have you um, I think it'll give us a really good opportunity to um, like get some real success and really like get some goals get some wins and yeah I think Ash is going to do an amazing job with us we've all known her for years so we all have, have like that connection with her like we know everyone's kind of like on the same page or in a way yeah um, and I think that'll be really good this season yeah absolutely obviously um Hopefully we'll see a few more W League teams come in. I believe Wellington are looking at putting a bid in to possibly Ooh. get a W League side in, hopefully sooner rather than later, possibly over yeah, the season. I think that was, yeah, I that, read something that they'd be in for next season, possibly. Yeah, yeah. So obviously they'd like to obviously do it in New Zealand, but I don't think that'll probably happen. I'd say they'll probably merge sort of thing down in Canberra or Wollongong or something, um, possibly from, from what we've heard, obviously. But again, again, every I think every team... Um, a league club should have a W league club like the Central Coast. They had one, then apparently there's no funds. So but, but at the same point as well, they had one and it did really well in the one season that it was there. Correct. And then obviously, yeah, perhaps we don't like the coast. <laughs> you want a derby? You want a derby in, in oh, everything yeah. you do? That's the biggest. Thing. I mean, technically, you've got North Shore, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah true, true. Uh, what do we got in here? I think. I just think, going back on that, where yeah, Tess mentioned that a lot of clubs are losing their elite players, mm. I think that that's going to hit 
Melbourne City really, really hard because they won't have them to rely yeah. on. So it's going to be a very interesting W League season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think there'll be a quite a bit more of an even playing field, but also the opportunity for clubs to like really go hard or harder. Yeah, go hard, go hard, and blood their youth. <laughs> Absolutely, it's what they should be doing. It's what it's definitely, I think, what we need to be doing. Obviously, um, with the Women's World Cup coming up in a couple of years, I think we need to. Yep develop and invest a lot more in the youth systems, um, obviously the Jets and every other club, obviously, to um, get the girls out there and yeah, show, obviously, what Australia can do with yeah, the coaches, obviously, bl- blooding the youth system. Um, well, definitely for the women, but obviously for the men as well. The men need to, obviously, do a little bit more, in my opinion. Um, obviously, Ash was got asked the question about possi- Jen Hoy possibly coming back. Um, yeah. I, I think it was more of a very far-fetched question. But what what was... Obviously, both of you girls played with her um, in, in her first in. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, you I didn't. didn't? You didn't? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, right. A little bit, little bit too young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what was it like? What, what was she like? Obviously, whoever, everyone who doesn't know um, Jen Hoy, let's be honest, she's a very good attacker in, in the women's game and... Um, yeah, good, very good player to watch. What was she like to play with? Oh, yeah, she was like full of energy and got the speed and quite bubbly person on and off the field. Um, always gave her her best. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on in the striker department. Um, I can't really say uh, whether she is or isn't going to be around. Um, yeah. So she's living here, but I, I haven't I haven't seen her or been in contact at all. So I'm, I'm not too sure. But if yeah, there's going to be that addition to the team, I'm sure it'll be welcome. Yeah, that's pretty much what Ash sort of said. What they said, oh, you know, if she wants to come, more than welcome. <laughs> that's pretty much what she was yeah. saying. I wouldn't say no. Was what what it was. So. I tell you what, there are plenty there are plenty of W League players living up there that don't necessarily have contracts at the moment. Riley Dobson's another one. Yeah. Yeah, really, Dobson. We had her on the show um, a while back, and obviously, yeah, another Newcastle girl, obviously, and um, hopefully, yeah, possibly, possibly. I think she was at Merriweather this year, so um, missed yeah, against Adamstown, yeah. so that was good. Um, <laughs> very pleased about that. Um, obviously, Tess, we for me, I think the highlight, the highlight for me of what, watching your career so far would be your season, your your obviously your debut game. Now, your debut game, obviously, it was against Perth. Yeah. There was roughly 58 um, touches. You got about 58 touches roughly in the game in 78 minutes. And you even found time to have a chuck early in the second half. (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll start from the beginning of it. What was it like when you found out you were going to get your first call up for the Jets? So, you decided... Don't mind my language, but I was shitting it. I was so <laughs> nervous. Like, I didn't find out that I was playing until the Friday, the Friday afternoon. I don't think we played till Sunday, if yeah. I'm correct. Um, and so that whole Saturday, I wouldn't leave my room. I was like, no, mum, I need to focus. I was drinking so much water. I was like, <laughs> everything I could to prepare for the goddamn game. And then I think that whole build up and getting on the field, and I was so excited, but so nervous. And it was the 
it was the most many like the most amount of people I'd ever played in front of as well. And even though we don't get like a massive crowd at Jets, I I was just like the whole environment and everything, and I was just so, <laughs> so excited and so nervous. And yeah, and I think everything just ended up making me vomit at the end. <laughs> so. If- so I believe if everyone who watched it, it was, it was like it was early on. It was like in the 50th yeah. minute or something like that. And then a little chunder and then continued on for a good 25 yep. minutes before Deansy obviously took you off. Um, yeah. So. I think it was just all my emotions just coming out. Like, <laughs> I just had to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, I remember watching it. It was like, well, that was different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not something you see every day on someone's debut. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It probably probably got you the extra twenty five minutes, maybe. <laughs> Deansy's like, ah, she's, ah, she's right for another half hour, easy. <laughs> Cleared her out, she's fine. Um, what about you? What about you, Claire? Obviously, you played. Obviously, uh, you, you didn't play. You didn't play. My f- day. Yeah. My debut was two thousand and thirteen, fourteen. I was uh, still living in Port, finishing school, and um, at the time, my parents were driving me down because of the bit of a drive to train and play and stuff and um i was sick on the friday so at that stage i was only going down to train on a friday and then there for the game um i was sick on the friday quite ill and told the coach i wouldn't make it to training but you know i was on the bench the next day and i'd come down and do that there's very little um chance of getting on i suppose and i was at about Bulladila, and I got a text, and it said Eliza's injured her ankle. Um, You'll be playing. I turned to Dad. (laughs) Mum didn't come with me that day. Dad had chosen, and I was like, Dad, I'm playing. He's like, Oh shit, kind of thing. Like the two us, like, Oh god. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As against Brisbane Raw, and um. Anyway, so I had about an hour and a bit in the car to get ready and try and stretch the legs out. And just, I think in a way it was good that I had little time to think about it. Um, yeah. I think from <laughs> yeah. then we, 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 we lost, I think, 4-2 or something like that. Correct, um, correct, yep. Yeah, I, I still watch uh, some... There was a free kick I watched from that and I was a cricket player up until I was 18 and... Like I dived for this free kick and dived like I was catching a six stitcher and the technique back then was full blown cricket um, <laughs> compared to my dives now. So yeah, it was uh, it all came pretty quickly my debut and then uh, had to wait for the following season for a bit of game time and <laughs> wait quite a few more years. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, oh, jeez, that just kept going. I would have been in so much trouble if that was me freaking driving my daughter down. You know, oh, you know, daughters, you've just been named in the squad. Yeah, cool, let's go. Leave mum at home, bugger. It's only a day, boo. Have we got time to turn around? Um, nah, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> How'd she take it? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was actually, a, like, in, in the following season where mum had come down with me and we were driving down and I warmed up and everything was on the bench and then Hannah Southwell had hurt her back or something in warm-up and I'd gone into the change rooms and then literally as they were lining up to go out, they put me in the lineup. So when I walked out to play, mum was there for that one and she was like, oh, 
bit more entertaining now. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> That's just watching it over. Um, what the hell? <laughs> uh, they've, they've had the bad timings because then I waited about three or four seasons playing Kelsey Wife, did her ACL. Yeah, and um, that was our first home game for that season. And normally, mum and dad will just come to one or two home games. I said, "Oh, come to this one." They said, "Oh, we're away. They're driving back from Lismore, and they put it on the radio, and they hear the commentator say my name, and they're like, yep, bad timing again.'" <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Welcome, Dylan, as well, mate. Um, yeah, obviously you've played. You've def- there's been some decent keepers at the club. Um, I believe Breck Eckerstrom was there yeah, as well. She was a yeah. what was it American. like? Yeah, American. Yeah, I think it was. Um, oh, what's the other one? Caitlin, Caitlin, someone. Um, Caitlin Rowland. Rowland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was it like? Um, you know, um, obviously getting a bit of you know playing second fiddle, I suppose, a little bit, but obviously learning off these girls. Yeah, they were uh, like three completely different keepers. Um, Chelsea was really strong, shot stopper, like just powerful, also quite a comedian. And it was sad that, you know, I only got three, four weeks with her and she did her ACL. Um, But then Caitlin was, you know, really tall and we called her spaghetti legs and she was um, like, very entertaining as well like you never don't get a laugh out of americans um and you learn like different traits and things because they came from different different nwsl clubs so each goalkeeper coach over there had their little you know quirks and traits so we goldie and i were able to learn from that as well um Mm. then brit came and she's like next level athlete and she's born track runner and so I'm nowhere near a runner. So whenever we did running, I was well and truly embarrassed. <laughs> but um, goalkeeping-wise, you know, like she, it, it's hard as a second keeper. You, yep. you know, will finish training and you don't, you don't get that reward at the end of the week. Um, and the amount of, you know, for six years, that's what I did. And so I, it got to that point of being like, when is this going to happen or should I? keep going but I think Britt was sort of a breath of fresh air and brought in um, he just like really brought that love of goalkeeping back for me Yeah, and yeah, very much got me going again and honestly like I attribute a lot of my performance last season to her and the assistance she gave me in those two seasons behind her because yeah, the drive and the things like that just came back a little bit from her enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's probably the biggest thing in obviously what opens up the test as well is obviously, um, yeah, the young keeper like yourself is coming in and obviously you've got these experienced keepers. I suppose the biggest thing is you want someone, yeah. if, you know, you definitely want that someone who's in front of you like... Um, like Brit, obviously, who still acknowledges the youth and realizes that she was there once upon a time, and yeah. you know, is happy to obviously show some of her knowledge and you know take you under a wing a bit and improve your game, which is really good. Did was there anyone test like that for you? Who obviously over the years? Um, there was. It was it was tricky for me because I came up through the academy, yeah. and so a lot of the girls that I play with W League now 
weren't necessarily ever in my team so I never got to train with them or if I did it was only ever like a training um like I would like I'd always be in the other team or like small things like that um but still I had because being in the academy you do have the connection of the girls older I got to watch all of those girls come up and have idols and so like girls like Hannah Brewer especially when she came back to the academy for that one season was a very big like person I aspired to be because she was like such a good leader um she was very strong in the back she taught me a lot about defending just like body positioning small things like that that a young girl doesn't really always get like the individual training from a coach is more like sometimes yeah you don't get as as often so Hannah really helped me with that as well um and yeah just watching like the Sophie Nanadovich when she was in her time and like everyone coming through Claire Wheeler even though we didn't play the same positioning but just her like aura on the field you just like felt support when she was in there you know and she's just such a hard worker like all of the girls Cass Davis she would always be like I'm always here supporting underneath like yeah all the girls but yes I was really lucky that I had kind of all of them or a lot of them um, to help support me and I could kind of pick or not pick but like I kind of got small little snippets of um some really good like qualities in each of the girls and be like that's what I want to do kind of Mm. yeah obviously one of the questions I do like to ask most of the girls I get on is obviously again you know being in Nova Castro myself obviously you know looking up to and watching some of the the girls come through obviously um you can't go past Emily Van Egmont let's be honest um Newcastle girl her dad's Obviously, you know, Jets through and through, won her first premiership. Um, what, what was it like? Obviously, uh, her drive, her her um, ability, obviously, is, you know, again, what was her training like? What was she like to train with? Um, how was she, what was she like on the field? Obviously, as a mentor or even just, yeah, I suppose someone who knew what she wanted and to get the best out of you guys. Uh, yeah. You go Claire first. <laughs> Sorry, um, I actually... I had a few stints with M, like yeah. when when she was first at Newcastle, and then went to Wanderers, and then yep. came back, um, and then after her Germany stint, came back, and so uh, the, like she just is a competitor, and I love it. Like yeah. whether it's literally like the smallest game in warm up to on the field, like she just competes no matter what, and you know, like and it's. None of it was personal. Like, I, I would get my name razzed so many times. I'd just hear this, like, way low, like, after a pass or things like that. And and I never took it to heart. It was like, damn, like, she's holding me accountable, wanting me to be better. Or, like, that was an okay pass and an okay option, but there's a better one there. Like, whether it was just the smallest of games to a real game, you know, you were always held accountable. And I... And, think in women's sport and the nature of women sometimes people shy away from that or perceive it as being aggressive or arrogant but for me like I I guess I'm a little bit similar like I've just got that standard of wanting to compete no matter what and M is dead set just a competitor but also very hard working and talented um, that she has the right to just drive sessions and get the best out of people um so yeah, I, I and I've seen her over the years and things like that. And she's she's great. Like she's um, 
means well with everything and she's achieved where she's at purely based on her hard work and competitive nature so yeah it was quite a privilege to be able to play with her yeah um tess i completely agree with um claire i unfortunately i only got like the one season with emily before she um left um i did a lot of work with her dad gary but both of them as claire said are extremely competitive and they 100 percent keep you accountable like you screw up you're going to get told you screw up and that you can't do that anymore you know kind of thing and it was very intimidating don't get me wrong especially being a young player and getting screamed at like well not screamed at but like tessa like clean it up kind of thing um but no as claire said it 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 made you want to be better. You wanted to, well, for me, especially, I wanted to impress Em. Like, I wanted to be the player. But if I got put on her team in, like, a small-sided game that she was happy, I was yeah. on him. Like, not like, oh, fuck, I got Tessa. No, I wanted to be the player that she was like, yes, I got I got Tess, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I loved playing with Em. She always made me feel like I wanted to be better, like I had to be better. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As I said, it's just it's an interesting because obviously everyone sort of gets a different feel. Some people get obviously you yeah. know a five minute stint with her, um, and obviously someone who's been beat, who's played with her obviously a fair bit. Um, it said I know father um, well. Obviously, when I was playing North New, North New South Wales State League and stuff like that, um, he'd come down and do academies and coach and stuff with us and everything else. And you can tell how um, determined he is to get the best out of the players, and yeah. he, he has that sort of aggressive tone sometimes but at the same time yeah. it's it you know you know when he's screaming at you he mm. wants something better than you and he's definitely passed that down to his daughter because i've yeah. seen her train yeah. and everything else and she yells abuse and all, all you all you do is sit there and just go whoa <laughs> like and, and yeah. as, as claire said I mean, it's it's not a you know crap i've done something wrong or you know you know that she definitely wants the best and she knows you can do better and she yeah. just wants you to do I'm the best. always of the opinion that, like, if a coach or a player or someone doesn't talk to you or they withdraw yeah. or they're 100%. not bothering to correct anything, then then they no longer have an interest and they no longer care. Like, I'd rather them be at me and on my case. It means they care. It means they think you're worthy of the improvement and you can do it. But I think the silence is much worse. I agree, Claire, 100%. Josh. Hey, yeah. Josh, I think I remember us having a coach similar to that once. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, had, I've had plenty over the years. And, um, yeah, no, you, we, we swear that coach never had put a pair of football boots on in his life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely something that I grew up with. And as I said, you know, when the coach sort of comes in and he goes, right, if I'm yelling at you, consider it a good thing. If I'm not, yeah. you may as well be looking for another club because that's pretty much, yeah. I've had so many coaches come in like that. I was the same. I mean, my my biggest critic was always my dad, who trained me in the early years as as my coach. And then when I made Vic rep, you know, as an early teenager, he was running the line and still shouting abuse at me. <laughs> yeah, 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 I suppose it's a good thing. My mum was like that as well. <laughs> Just yell abuse from the side. I'm about line. to say, Josh, you've seen my dad run the line. Absolutely, absolutely. No, <laughs> loves to yell abuse, even even not at his oh, son. Yeah. I've got plenty of abuse. Um. Obviously, I suppose Luke brought in a good one as well there as well, which um, I totally forgotten. Where the hell it just it's about go. Tara's testimonial? Tara's, yeah, well, Tara obviously um, she's been there for a long time. I think it's like two thousand and nine, fifteen years of age playing. Um, what's it like playing with someone like that who obviously just, you know, again, let's be honest, I feel could have gone places. 
and you know could have probably been playing somewhere a little bit more higher up. Um, what's it like playing with her, Tess? I love Tara. Tara is just that soul that you can go to and talk to, and she's so supportive and so like, and she's got this like cheeky side to her as well that some people just don't see, and I love it. Um, but she's also just that like that solid support up front. Like you always know where she is. She's always that reliable source, and yeah, she's really incredible to play with. And yeah, I love playing with Tars. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think she's also. I think she she a lawyer, solicitor as well. He's an engineer. Engineer, yeah. engineer. That's right. Engineer. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. um, well, that's, that's the next thing I was going to talk to you about. Obviously, Claire yourself. Um, you know, you studied twenty four. You've just um become a lawyer. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm a solicitor. Solicitor, sorry. Criminal yeah. lawyer. Criminal yeah. lawyer. Yeah. Um. Obviously, what's that like? Obviously, you know, studying full time. Obviously, trying to think of um, life after football, but obviously, it's still at the same time. Um. You know, trying to train and play and do everything else. Yeah, you find it, it was. I mean, during uni, it was it was difficult. I won't lie. Um, also living out of home, so I had to work and you know put food on the table and pay the rent all for myself, kind of thing. And yeah. I don't have any family here, so you know it was managing you know the life stuff and then study a double degree and still rock up to training and know that you're behind a kit goalkeeper and you know if you're going to rock up and put the effort in then you're going to have to do it otherwise you just waste your time so there was a lot of sacrifices and it was hard but uh, I finished uni in November last year and I, I thought about going overseas and seeing what I could do with my soccer but um, as a female and in the legal profession it's a lot to weigh up whether you put your legal profession and career on hold for your football career um, and whether then getting back into the legal profession will be as easy, um, mm. you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Um, yeah. I also blessed with a really good boss and, you know, she's just lets me do my thing and understands football there and, yeah. um, I mean, it was it's each to their own with careers, and I think Tara is in a similar position. You know, she's got a great engineering job, and we know that probably the two of us could be overseas and could be excelling our football careers a little bit further. But we have weighed up that decision to balance it as best we can to try and get the best out of both. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's something you just got to be content with. Yes, there's like moments where I thought, ah, we'll be overseas and I'll just come back to law later. But, yeah. you know, it's about the longevity of the career that's going to last longer and that being a lawyer. And I, I love it. I, you know, learned so much as a criminal lawyer and mm. getting stuck in and getting in court. It, at the same time, it's just as rewarding as playing. So, I think for me, I'm grateful that I can do both and didn't have to give up one for the other. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose at the end of the day as well, you're only 24, still plenty of years left to possibly, if you do decide to go down that road and chase a dream yeah. overseas, it's it's still there. It's not like you're 34. Yeah, I've never ruled, career, so. ruled anything yeah. out, but I um, you know, studied for five years. I just wanted to get, get started and actually see and test myself in the legal world and I'm, I'm loving it. It's, yeah. Yeah. quite enjoyable it's challenging but uh, um, I think I'm doing all right 
That's it. As long as you're enjoying it, that's, that's all that matters. So, Tess, yeah. obviously yourself, um, Broadmeadow, uh, performing arts, I believe, is where you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I went to the um, amazing school of Hunter School of Performing Arts. So I actually did love it. It's an amazing school. Um, before we go too far into it, don't there's, you there's so many. No, there's so many obviously options you had. You know what I mean? You could go there for drama and everything else, or you could. I, I don't know if you could just actually go there if you're in the area. I'm not too sure. Mm. You had to go there for something. Yeah, you had to audition for either dance, drama, or music. So, w w were you part of the marching koalas? No. Ah. So the, the marching koalas is a whole different organisation. They're ah. not part of the school at all. However, I was in our school marching band. There it is. <laughs> In the band too at school. <laughs> I was in three, four bands at school. I was yep. in the marching band, yep. the concert band, stage band, and choir. And what 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 were we playing? The triangle, something a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> um, I played the flute, so it's the go. one that goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> the flute. <laughs> Very good. What about yourself, Claire? You're saying you're in the band? Um, yeah, I played flute in the concert band and then trumpet in the jazz band and then French horn in the um, oh, Port Macquarie wow. town band. You! <laughs> yeah. It's gone from a smaller one to a bigger one to a bigger one. <laughs> yeah, it's got bored. It's got bored. Oh, yeah. So did you go there for music, um, te uh, Tess? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. There we go. <laughs> so I only live like just around the corner from it, and I was just like, eh. <laughs> it was never my. I was never going there for that. <laughs> I just wish I had the opportunity to go to a school like that here in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I had to do. I had to do things the hard way. Yeah, Ben. Ben's very much in the theatre game. <laughs> Loves. Play I, dan I, I, I danced for twenty years. Yeah. Yes. So. Plenty of concerts, plenty of gigs. Be sure. The, high, the highlight was um, backup dancer for one of Pink's tours here in Australia. You're kidding. Nope. Oh, I was okay. 20, 21. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and then swiftly left the game very quickly after it. <laughs> it like, right, we've, had, we've had our fun. I don't intend to make a career off this because it's too unstable. Let's do something else. So... I basically finished studying. I've got a diploma of live production theatre and events, so I'm a qualified theatre technician. So I yeah. do that casually. Um, and, yeah, I'm working a pleb job now as a forklift driver. <laughs> Dude, I have my forklift list licence too. Yes! Tess, <laughs> I don't want to see you on a forklift. <laughs> Oh yes, yes. Getting on, getting on the lorry, and getting on the lorry. Next forklift that needs something needs unloaded there. We're getting Tess out there to get that thing off. Yeah, to run around. Bit of confidence. Um, Luke's just put in here and saying that obviously because you didn't celebrate the amazing fluke goal, the um the next celebration should be like a little flute, friggin' yeah. <laughs> Something, so, something different. <laughs> um, what, 
what about your career, Tess? What, what were you studying? Are you doing? Are you thinking of that far ahead or? Um. So I graduated school this time last year. Um, yep. And I went to uni for three days. Nice. And decided that it wasn't quite my time to be at uni, so I've deferred for a year, and I've just been working. Um, just in admin as a receptionist um, for this year. Um, and I'm not sure what next year will hold. I've enrolled back in uni, but I might redefer. My, <laughs> my dilemma is I don't know what I want to study. So we're kind of just in the air being useful, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I went back up at Hexted if you don't thing. need to. I mean, I did. I did the same thing. I worked for a few years and then didn't go and get my diploma until I was like twenty-one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of maybe doing. Because hopefully by then I'll have a better idea of what I want to do. Yeah. Like after football, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, um, the question obviously we'd like to ask everyone who's on is where do you see yourself in five years? Do you, you happy where you are in the A League? Uh, obviously, we've got that from Claire that she's pretty happy where she is at the moment, just sort of working and playing away around here. Tess, what about yourself? Where do you see yourself in five years? Do you want is ambitions to get overseas like some of the players you've played with or happy? My dream would to be, would to, well, English. My dream is to be. <laughs> Bit of theatre from Broadmeadow performing arts there, to be or not to be? <laughs> No, to be in Europe, I would love to yep. live, especially in France. That's just like my dream country, just for a couple of years, like not full time or forever. Um, but that's where I hope to be within the next couple of years. Um, but if I can still be in the W League, this is like home. It's like everything is what made me me. So yeah, I would still like to be like if I can do both somehow, like kind of off season, kind of juggling. That would be the dream. Um, but yeah, in five years, Europe, hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? If it's in France, you knock Ali Carpenter out of that right back spot at Leon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the day, obviously, the um, the Australian girls are obviously getting plenty of ex- exposure over over in Europe at the moment. Obviously, it's good to see. It's good to see so many, obviously, the, the Matildas and stuff like that getting chances overseas. Um, Emily, obviously, at West Ham, scored the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all they're all getting around over there, which is which is good. Which is Rezo, there's heaps, heaps of them, yeah. which, which is great. It's good to see, you know. It's especially with the World Cup coming up. It's what we need. We need more yeah. girls over there, yeah. You know, as much as we need, obviously, improvement in the W League, but um, in our own country. But you know, if we're, it's no different to the men. You know what I mean? You you want to be overseas. You want to be competing with the best. Um, again, let's be honest. It's where the money is. Um, <laughs> like you got to think about it, and obviously the money's there as well, which is a bonus. And um, I think the training, the training over there compared to no, no offense to anyone who's in coaching over here and stuff like that, but the training over there would be just world class. It's a different level. It's a different level, and I suppose they want so much more, obviously, out of you guys. Um, and anyone not on four month contracts? And they're not on four month. Yeah, that's it. You get a full twelve month contract. Yeah. <laughs> How good's that? Um, anyone else got anything in the chat? We are going to slowly wrap it up. We're going to talk a little bit, obviously, about right. academies. Apparently, Tess is going to be tasked with pulling everything out of the back of Brent's van. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
one thing I want to do before we go into academies and stuff like that is get your thoughts clear on. Um, oh, I've just totally forgotten it. Uh, Andrew Goldman, uh, the goalkeeping oh, coach. Yeah, Goldie. Yeah. He's what, what's what, what's he like? Um, what's he like? Oh, Goldie's great. He uh, he's probably one of the most detailed coaches going around from like watching film on not just the goalkeepers and the, and things like that, but all over the park and he can, you know, find deficiencies in other teams through film um, and he lets all the players know that and helps them for each preparation. Um, he's straight up honest like, with things and um, him and I have built a really good relationship the past few years. Um, I've coached with him at his academy as well. So um, he's great. I probably get a phone call at least every day from him just yeah. talking football or life. Um, he, he's very much of a well-rounded approach as well, like, in, you know, making sure that the kids off the field and things like that are just as comfortable on the field, um, yeah. but also likes to challenge us a bit outside our comfort zone. And yeah. that I think last season for the first few games, he just let me, you know, just do my thing and, not play it safe, but, you know, wasn't taking as much risks. And then mm-hmm. as I slowly got comfortable playing, he'd put the little pressure on me a bit more and be like, okay, this week, you know, you need to play a bit higher or you need to start winning the ball in that area. Now, a lot of defenders, now that's for you to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been great. Um, very detailed. Hates if you've got a ball that's not pumped up. So Tess and the young one learned that pretty quickly if it's not pumped up it'll be kicked 50 60 meters um and you'll be chasing a a flat ball and you'll be told in those uncertain terms um no but him and i have always had a good relationship and even still with brit the three of us still communicate and keep tabs on each other so uh, he's a good good person to have at the club yeah um, obviously, we're going to quickly talk about a bit, a bit about the youth and everything else, um, and then obviously a little bit about the World Cup and so forth coming up. Uh, are there any potential people coming to snag your spot in the academy? Is there who, who are the who are the new up and comers? Is there anyone coming through that you think? Uh, Tiana Robinson is probably the next goalkeeper to come out of the academy, um, yeah. which I'd love to see and. You know, if if she's signed in the future, I'd love to have her as my second and want her, you know, like I'd love the day where I retire and she walks on for me like that. Yeah, yeah she's um worked with her for many years. She becomes like a little sister kind of thing. So, mm. um, yeah, she well and truly is hardworking and is patient and biding her time. So, yeah, she's someone from the academy that I would, very much like to see um, better chance in the years to come. Yeah. What about you, Tess? Any anyone in the academy that doesn't matter what position? Any, do you think's definitely got it, and we could see shortly? Um. Yeah. There's a good chunk of girls that um are coming through. It's tough sometimes. Like, which ones are coming? Because yeah. girls jump ages. They might be 15 and playing in opens, and mm. like it's tough to know when. But there's a there's yeah a good couple of girls coming through and they're gonna be some real like solid players 
when they come through and they're going to be really good assets to the W League when they come through I'm not sure <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. up to them <laughs> but um, no for sure there's some really really solid girls coming through yeah it was more, more, more so of a question just to see if our academy coaches are doing their job um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a I few coming through yeah oh, 100% Hundred percent. There's so many kids, and that's it. They they jump age groups, and one week they could be have the best game of their life, and you go, oh, that's all right, and then they sort of go back into their shell a bit, and it's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> got to work that out of them. But yeah, um, what are some of the things, Tess? Obviously, about the academy that Im- helped you improve to where you are. Um, I think having the older girls, someone to always look up to, yeah. was really really nice. Um, I know a lot of the girls uh, like. Claire and Libby and all that didn't necessarily have, or they did, but I guess not as strong as my connection with the older girls, or not connection, but like yeah. how much I could look up to them. Yeah. Um, so I think that really helps. And um, having generally the academy like to have one kind of older girl that's in the W League there for the girls. And at, at the moment, it's me. I'm not sure who it's going to be next year. It could be me again next year. I'm not sure. <laughs> But, yeah, so I think that really helps. I also think a lot of the girls that you have in the academy, you've spent a lot of time with. Like, a lot of my girls that I've got in my team now, I've grown up with, and they are family. And so when, like, when you're down or you're not really feeling like you want to play anymore, they're always going to be there to pick you up and keep you, like, motivated and support and, like, or, like, just give it to you straight, like, Tess, you had a really shit game. Like, you got to work on this. Um, So... I think that's what makes or what that's why I love the academy, the yeah. family nature of it, yeah. um, and that's what I guess brings girls up and through. <laughs> yeah, no. as oh, Claire, obviously, I'm not sure if you obviously went through the whole academy process and that, but your coaching, obviously, through the through um, I think it's is it gold, golden, golden academy, academy. Golden yeah, academy. Um, obviously, coaching I've girls. What's played, it like? Yeah, I played for Mid North Post, and then I did. Yeah two years with the academy, but I actually played last year as an overage player with the girls in the academy. Um, So, yeah, like Tessa was saying about having that leader role or next, I think it's also like, it's it's important because um, it's important for the younger players to be able to connect with that player that's in a W League and not see that it's such a big disjointed thing or there's a um, imbalance between. So even when I'm out there training now with the academy, I always make sure that, um, you know, I do connect with those younger ones or if one of them has an injury, just, you know, I might not even know them, but just ask them how their rehab is and things like that. Yeah. Um, then I train, I coach with um, Andrew Goldman in the Goldman Academy. So we, look after any any goalkeeper in the Newcastle area who comes. Um, we do sessions from 8 to 12, 13 to 15, 16 to 18, private sessions, um, yep. the SAP kids and things like that. So um, being on the other side as well, it, it's nice to give back. Um, yep. It's also fun that, you know, to see those kids improve like, yeah. And even if they're at the community level, that they're showing up every week to goalkeeper training, it just 
it's something that is so rewarding to do and that they're making improvements and I've been a part of that. So, yeah, I do like that few hours a week where I get to coach and give back. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, as I said, hopefully we can definitely get the academies pumping and thriving with a lot more double, uh, mm. female talent. Um, Tess, obviously, before we go, obviously, we've got to talk about your international career. It's been, so under 16s, under 20s as well, a few games there. What's what's What was it like putting on the Australian shirt, representing, obviously, your country? It was amazing. I think my favourite thing was, like, just travelling with the girls and being with them 24-7. Like, don't get me wrong, the games were incredible, meeting people from around the world, seeing the different styles, like, being able to put the jersey on and be like, I am, I am representing my country. But the girls that you meet from around Australia and the connections you form and, yeah, it was that was just my favourite part because I have friends for life in those from yeah. those teams. And it was interesting because you always – like I wasn't in every single set that travelled and, like, a lot of the girls didn't do every single travel. So you always yep. met someone new, which was really nice. And um, yep. But, no, I, I really – really enjoyed it and they taught me a lot of independence because there was no family and at 16 like you kind of had to almost inhabit a new family because you were away from yours for so long Mm. um and yeah I learned a lot about myself a lot about my like my game what works for me what doesn't work for me I it was also really nice getting away well not getting away but getting another interpretation from another coach like different import um yeah, all of that. It was, yeah, incredible experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Aiden brings up a very good question there. Yep. Which team are you girls most looking forward to versing in the next season? Adelaide. Adelaide? Yeah, we've got some revenge to sort <laughs> out from the from last year of uh, that final match in a wooden spoon, I think. Oh, that's that's true, Kylo. It, it doesn't fit nicely. <laughs> Dem sounds like fighting words. <laughs> Same test, or are you thinking of another club as well? I don't know. I, I get where Claire's coming from. I like the um the kind of revenge part of it, but then I also oh, I also kind of want to verse Melbourne City and just be like a big fuck you kind of thing. Yes. And you know what, Joshy? We'll be there for it. Hopefully, if Daniel Andrews lets us out. Yeah, if Dan Andrews lets us out. If if he allows allows crowds down to to watch them, absolutely. Um, Obviously, we've got a couple of questions here before we let you go. What do we got? Uh, There's one there before I come in. Did you go? Did you go to inter- interesting countries while on international duty tests? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to go. Well, I went to Thailand twice, mm-hmm. one with the juniors, so the under-16s, and one with the young, which was the under-20s. Yep. Um, and I also went somewhere else, and I'm having a mind blank. <laughs> I went somewhere else. <laughs> Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. Beautiful. Beautiful country. Yeah. And I think, I think that may have been all. There was another one, and I just cannot remember. That was probably something not important. Say, yeah, don't <laughs> just say lucky you. I've only been to Thailand once. <laughs> 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 Me and the missus want to go back. 
I didn't get to really see the country. I got to see the hotel room and the bus ride to and from the village. So... There you go. You've got a shop in Thailand. Sorry? You've got a shop in Thailand. Well, I think we got a 20 minute. Like, oh, my mom just texted me. Myanmar is the other place I went to. Ah, she's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Mum's all over it. There it is. There it is. Make, make sure we'll send her that clip from uh, the interview, obviously, for your 21st as well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, obviously, got these last couple of questions here for both of you. Uh, Claire, we'll start with you. Goals for the upcoming season for you. What are your personal goals? Uh, play every game again and just try and bank a few more clean sheets or just like definitely some more wins. But yeah, I, as long as I perform and stay on the park every week, I, I'm sure the rest will sort of come. Yeah. Uh, Tess? Goals. Um, I think other than scoring them, Jess. Other than scoring them, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just being like a a strong defender and attacker, trying to contribute um, to both as much as I can, especially being on the wing, um, and working my butt off, being a player that people really admire for the work ethic, um, and yeah, just being a player that people want on the pitch, not just that she's there kind of thing and I think a personal goal would just be to just be stronger in general in the back I feel like sometimes yeah. personally I find I'm like a little twig and I just get pushed off the ball <laughs> so um, yeah I think just be stronger back there and be like a solid defender is a goal of mine yeah no absolutely uh, there was one more in here where was it Who's the, who's the practical joker? Of the That's what I was going to, yeah. So, yeah, who's the practical joker at, oh. in, the, in the locker room? Brewer. Brewer. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who's got who's got the worst habits? Who's got the worst pre-game, mm. rit pre-game ritual or something that they've got to wear before they, when they get oh. training? Or? I roomed with um, Claire Wheeler and we'd always have a nap. <laughs> Like, <laughs> we'd always have a nap and a cup of tea. We were like old women. Um, Love it. Or we played banana grams, like oh, Scrabble. Yes. <laughs> Far out. Yeah, nice and relaxed. But, but, yeah, we we were the odd ones. I think. Uh, I can imagine Tess just being the one that just can't sit still. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just so revved up. Just <laughs> let's go already. He's banging on the ref's door. Hurry up! <laughs> it's twenty minutes to kick off. Test. Calm down. That's all right. Good now. Have a little dance party. We're like, woo! Yeah. Boombox clear. Boombox. You two were always full of energy. <laughs> and then Wheeler and I were like, <laughs> did you bring the tea bags? Yep, got the sugar. We're good. Is it? Is it? Is it camping out time now, please? <laughs> yeah, the best imagine... one is the hotel at Melbourne have the double blackout blinds. Oh, yeah. So yeah. As, as soon as a, a Melbourne trip, Wheeler and I are like, yes, best maps coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you see, just walking down the hallway to Tessa's room, shut up. 
Do you want to have a cup of tea and have a nap? For God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, too easy, guys. Thank you very much for jumping on and giving us a little bit um, of the insight of what you guys have done so far. And obviously, mate, continue. Um, continue. Hopefully here at the Jets for a little bit longer, at least. Um, (laughs) Hopefully you guys have a great season. Obviously, everyone in the chat, if you're allowed, um, so not like us at the moment, who can't go anywhere, but... Be sure to get down and support the girls. It is very important that we guys that we give these guys obviously the most support we can. Um, maybe a few more double headers. Um, I know from obviously previous comments, you guys do enjoy number two sports ground feel and obviously having your own sort of stadium. Um, we, is that the case for both of you? Do you enjoy playing on your own, or do you like the double header at the stadium? Claire, yeah, Claire. Um, I like number two. Yeah. There's yeah. not many, not many like girls on. When we get a real good crowd uh, there. Yeah, there's not many girls that we get on that don't really say that, that say otherwise. It's yeah, the whole thing. It's smaller. Yeah. Get more people packed around the fans. Um, yeah. And, you know, you yeah. really get behind I it. Think, I think is. number two is just a bit more intimate, and that's sort yeah. of what. Yeah. Doing. Yeah, you have a heaps like an amazing atmosphere at number two. Although I love the the connection between the A League and the W League when we have the double headers because it's kind of like one club instead of individual so they've both got pros yeah, <laughs> yeah. beautiful i mean they're, they're the sort of games me and josh leave the pub early for absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah we get weird looks sometimes yeah, especially also, yeah, down we get weird looks. like oh where are you going the games are on for three hours um the women are playing and we yeah, watch. Yeah, i was gonna say you're not gonna support the girls like seriously <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna support the girls jeez pay an extra two dollars yeah. you tied us for a beer calm down <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, show them support. They're traveling yeah, all the way get, down here. You get beer at the stadium; it's no different. Yeah, exactly, yeah. buddy. Um, a few obviously in here. Um, what we got here? Mobile gaming. Um, said to say hello, Mary Brennan has said g'day. How are you? Uh, Lockie Ma was in hello. here. If you guys need any glasses, sunnies, spectacles, or anything like that, be sure to head down and see Lockie at Gabriel oh. Ma Optometrist. He will look after you. I promise you. Um. <laughs> I might might need some new contacts for the <laughs> season, actually. Oh, well, there you go, go lucky. There you go, um, Gabriel yeah, Gabriel Ma optometrist at Jesmond. Um, head down to see Lachlan. Honestly, honestly, Claire, he'll look after you, and yeah, they're, they're great down there. Him and his dad run the business yeah. down there. They're brilliant. Josh, you're not wearing your specs. Oh, I know, I know. Sorry, Lock. Sorry. You know, be sure blue light spectacles. There we go, guys. <laughs> My bad. I don't wear glasses. It's not sort of a normal for me. I don't, you know, but they are the good. The amount that I sit in front of a computer screen, yeah. I really should. You should. You, you, I told you. I told you. Go get it. Yeah, I it just out. wear. <laughs> I just wear one contact in my left eye. <laughs> really? Doesn't yeah. that make the other ones weaker or? <laughs> Locky, for so, God's like, sake. Look, my right eye's great. <laughs> All right, lock, lock, sort her out for God's sake. <laughs> get that sorted um anyway guys as we said everyone in here is yeah. saying thank you Con- um, good luck for the season obviously and um yeah hopefully tess you score a few more goals a few more celebrations um yes. ho- hopefully a few more go in this year that you actually know about and you can and you can get excited like everyone else at the same time and not an hour later <laughs> you can turn around a car and go yeah i meant that one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I knew that was going in. That was good. <laughs> so, now, nah, honestly, guys, thank you very much. We'll let these guys go. Um, hey, we'll, we'll speak to you at some point. Good luck. Pre-season starts in a couple of weeks. Thank you. So get to thank jogging. Beat test will be coming oh, thank up. You. 
Take it easy, guys. See you later. Thanks, guys. Bye.